Welcome to Lafrisian Chronicles, Song of Shadows, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Song of Shadows. out of time. We need to find a way to get to Asmar, and soon. We need to rescue the kidnapped Lafrisians. If they're even still alive. Dominic, don't. What? It's clear these creatures are violent. Who's to say they didn't kill them before they carted them off? We can't think like that. Why not? Afraid it's the truth? If there is even a sliver of a chance those Lafrisians are alive, we are going to do everything we can to save them. I agree, but we're no closer to getting into Asmar than we were hours ago. We don't even know where to start. The rhyme said something about a key. The key to a life filled with music and song is to unfurl your wings and just sing along. Well, there you go. That's how you get in. That doesn't help us, though. We don't know what that means. Well, it didn't seem like you were making any progress. She's right. A key can open a door, but it's also a music term. That can't be a coincidence with all the musical themes that are pretty apparent in that book. All well and good, but we don't know what song they're talking about. Also, I don't sing. Just gonna put that out there now. It's a long shot, but... If this is a children's book, maybe we're looking for a children's song. A lullaby? Maybe. Last time I checked, we didn't know any Asmarian lullabies. It's just a thought, Shelby. Alright. So we sing some lullabies. You're kidding. That's going to take forever, Kaylin. There's like dozens. I'm getting desperate here. We don't have any other leads. We need to do something. Try anything. Okay, um, Dominic, think you could hold a portal for a little bit? Let us, uh, sing to it? For the record, I think this is a terrible idea. But, yeah, I can hold a portal for at least ten minutes while you serenade me. Okay, so does anyone know any lullabies? (laughs) This is not gonna work. I know one that my parents used to sing to me during the Festival of Wings. Care to give it a shot? Here goes nothing. I hate this. Dominic sang a rough version of an old Lafrisian lullaby, his voice blending into the world of the portal. As he finished, there was no noticeable change. Nyx tried next singing one she had heard from her time in the Myrae Desert as a child. 
Shelby even attempted to half-sing, half-speak a lullaby taught to her as a child. After each attempt, their eyes watched the portal, waiting for a sign, a shift, anything to indicate it might be working. Nothing. I can't hold this much longer. Orally, there is the one our mother sang to us. Unfurl your wings. Of course. Okay, um. <clears throat> sleep, darling, sleep. Let the fairies take you home. Sleep, As Orly sang the haunting sleep. melody, the portal seemed to hum in harmony. It's doing something. Keep going. Uh, there's magic in the air. The portal's color gradually began shifting to a dark blue, similar to the color of Leslie's blocker, and smoke began to pour from the entrance. That's it. Keep going, Orly. So sleep, darling, sleep. Let the fairies guide your way. Sleep, darling, sleep. Embrace the light of fae. The portal erupted in a glorious chord as the black and blue smoke rippled out and filled the space around their feet. And everyone through! Now! I can't hold it much longer! In a rush of bodies and smoke, everyone pushed their way through the open portal. The chord it played seemed to crescendo to an ear-splitting level, before slowly fading out. As the smoke cleared, the first thing Orly noticed was the sound of an ocean in the distance. The wind was warm on her skin as it blew away any remaining evidence of the portal. The sun was shining down on her, and it reminded her of the Caribbean vacation she never got to take. The palm trees had black trunks and bright red leaves. Definitely not the Caribbean, Orly thought. The sand on which she stood even had a dark blue tint to it. This land was a far stretch from the frigid air of Drumfell. Orly let herself indulge in the warmth for a moment, before she heard her friends gasping for air, all except Kaelin. His bright blue eyes darted around at the other members of the guard. They were not prepared for this atmosphere. Oh my god, what's happening to them? They need this, quickly, help them. Why aren't you gasping? I don't know, maybe it just hasn't hit me yet. Orly dug through her pack and tossed a golden inhalator to Leslie, who immediately held it to Nix's mouth and helped her take a breath, before moving to Shelby to do the same. Orly helped Dominic and Kaylin take a deep breath from the device himself. All but Kaylin winced in pain as the inhalator did its job of adapting her friend's lungs for a different atmosphere. Orly prayed that Asmar and Earth were similar enough for it to work for them. After all, Leslie was having no trouble breathing. After a few tense moments, the four fairies seemed to be breathing just fine. Three pairs of sky-blue eyes, and one pair of cloud-gray looked back at her. Your eyes, they're still gray. Did you expect gold? Did you? I'm not sure what I expected. So, now that we can breathe, the portal worked. Is this Asmar? It appears so. How did you know that song, Ellie? My mom used to sing it to me. As did mine. I've never heard it before. 
I always assumed it was a Lafrisian lullaby. Not one that I've ever heard. Me neither. Strange. How did your mom and my mom know the same song if it wasn't Lafrisian? Maybe it has something to do with your connection. What are you talking about? What is she talking about? I think she's referring to the fact that your mother's eyes and my eyes turn gray when we use the inhalator. What? Uh, how do you know that? Flax told me. A while ago. A while ago? And you didn't think that that was information that I should be made aware of? Oh, this'll be fun. My money's on Ellie. Shelby, knock it off. There was never a good time. <laughs> never a good time to tell me something important about my mother? But apparently, Leslie knows. She's been here all of five minutes. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. <sighs> Whatever. Have we figured out what it means? Seriously? Nobody? Hmm, I don't know. Kaylin, what does it mean? Miss Henderson, I kindly ask you to mind your own business. Kaylin, what is she talking about? I will tell you everything we know soon. But now, we are exposed in a new realm, and we need to find a safe place. We're in their domain now. There's no telling how many of those figures are here. Uh, you're unbelievable! I told you I would tell her in time. She deserves better. She deserved to know the moment you found out. I know. Then do something about it. Let's travel inland a bit and see if we come across anything. Keep your eyes peeled, everyone. I'm pretty sure Leslie is just upset about the whole shield thing. Yeah. I can imagine. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to carve out some time for you and Ellie to talk. I think you two have a few things to discuss. I'm aware of that, Dominic. I didn't want to tell her if it wasn't true. She was forced with an impossible decision, split second, to protect you or Leslie. She chose you, Kaylin. That doesn't mean anything, Dom. She chose you. She moved on. Did she really? Listen, all I'm saying is, talk to her. I will. All right. Now come on, your majesty. We have a new realm to explore and scary skeleton crows to fight. <laughs> Lead the way. Thanks, Tom. It's hot as hell here. It's not that bad. <laughs> You're not talking about actual hell, are you? No, of course not. Oh, good. I've never been. Uh, <laughs> are you doing that? Depends on your definition of all right. Uh, well, huh? Well, if you consider being stuck in a different world, stalked by weird bird people with your ex and her soulmate as alright, then yeah, I'm definitely alright. 
alleged soulmate. I'm so sorry, Leslie. I didn't realize you and Ellie had... It was over the minute she saw him again. I just didn't want to admit it. God. I should have known. The way she talked about him, their time together. It was like a fairy tale. That term is ridiculous. We don't have tales. Tale as in story, Shelby? Oh. It's still a stupid word. (laughs) (laughs) One day, you'll have a fairy tale too. Well, (laughs) honestly, I think I'm living through one right now. But I'm not sure yet if it's the fun Disney kind with happy endings or the Hans Christian Andersen kind where everyone dies. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure that one out for myself, too. When do you think I'll be able to go back to New York? (sighs) That's a tough call. Clearly, whoever is after us knows about you and your relationship with Emmy. Honestly, I don't think you'd be safe on your own there until we figure out who these people are and what they want. Yeah. I was afraid you'd say that. We're all highly trained guards. We will protect you here, and as soon as possible, we will escort you back to New York. Not it. Shelby. What? I hate that place. Dear Diary, I wonder what the punishment for murder is in Asmar because I am about to kill Kaylin Quillwasp. God, I thought we were past the secret keeping and the protecting me from things that I don't need protection from. But apparently, nothing has changed. <laughs> He's still the same old Kaylin who lies and makes bad choices and, and makes my heart literally pound out of my chest. God, I mean, no matter how furious... I am, and how furious I should be at him. I, God, I can't, I can't even bring myself to be upset. How pathetic is that? You know, I, I got over him a while ago. So over him, right? I, I've been so frustrated that I haven't even had a chance to think about what happened in the library. Who I chose. I mean, that that didn't mean anything. Did it? Oh, oh, and then there's the weirdest part. Time. It stopped. It was the same thing with my father's cloak. I have no idea how I did it, or, or if I did it. You know, Dad, now would be a great time to give me a quick, you know, time tutorial. Didn't think so. You're sending Arson what? A cloak. It's been enchanted with a time spell. He's been given instructions to use it for orally if she ever needs it. You can do that? Well, I'm fairly proficient at interval magic. I should have no problem imbuing this cloak with some. (laughs) Now it has a name? 
I thought you were the only one capable of manipulating time. As far as I know, I am. But it's nice to have something to call it. Not to speak ill of your brother's character. But how do you know he won't use it for himself? I had a... suggestive Fay convince him. So he'll only use the cloak if he needs to transport Orly safely to Lafresia. Besides, he doesn't know. Doesn't know? That I can manipulate time. I never told him. Or my father. By that time, I'd figured out what it was that was happening, and I saw my father's true colors and Arson's desire for the throne. I just didn't want to give either of them any more fuel. Don't you think it's important that somebody knows? This type of magic is unheard of in Lafresia. It could be important for our histories. If I tell someone, they'll want to test it. Study it. People would be afraid that they don't understand it. We'd have to go back to Lafresia. Probably by force. I don't want to leave. Do you? No, I suppose you're right. I can't help but feel like you're preparing for the worst. It's better to be prepared than to be blindsided. <laughs> well, luckily for us, we have time on our side. <laughs> Okay, new plan. Apologize to Leslie. Don't murder Kaylin, no matter how much I want to. Tell them everything about the time magic stuff, because even though he likes to keep secrets, that's not conducive to a positive working environment. And I am the bigger person. Then, figure out where they are taking the Lafresians. Easy, right? I may not be queen, anymore, but the safety of Lafresia is still important to me. And I will make sure that we return every last one of those fairies that were taken from their homes. Kaylin, if that's you, I, I am not interested in talking right now. Seriously, quit it. I'll be back to camp soon. Kaylin? Hello? Who's there? Who are you? Stay back, I'm warning you! Orly let her golden shield emanate from her as she stood her ground, facing the incoming sound. She braced herself as she watched the tree line, the brush around it moving as the sounds got closer. It wouldn't be long until she was faced with whatever danger had been lurking in the jungle. Ah! Orly let out a slight scream as a massive black-furred animal broke through the tree line and landed on the patch of beach near where Orly stood. She jolted in fear of the creature, and then the world went still again. The creature sat motionless, eyeing her from the tree line. The wind no longer rustled through the trees. Once again, she had manipulated time. Fear. It's triggered by fear. Orly willed her shaking body to still as she eyed the creature. It was too far from her for her to study. Knowing she was safe with her shield, she sighed and let her shoulders relax, willing time to start again. And it did. The creature continued on its path toward her. Orly stood her ground within her shield as the large creature stalked around her, sniffing at the golden aura of protection surrounding her. Orly's eyes followed the creature, and she studied its features. Dark black and gray fur spanned its body, 
its body shape and gait quite similar to a panther, but its size more akin to a horse. Its tail moved menacingly as it continued its circle around Orly, and she noticed as the creature moved, it left a slight gray smoke in its wake. As it completed the circle, arriving back in front of Orly, it looked at her. Orly's breath caught in her throat as its massive silver eyes met hers. Hi, there. The panther cocked its head inquisitively at Orly, gray smoke dancing at the movement. She could tell from her vantage point that its dark fur looked to be made entirely of concentrated smoke. Her eyes widened. What are you? The massive creature eyed her for a moment, before gently stalking off into the jungle. Orly watched after it for a few wonder-filled seconds, before smiling down to herself and letting her shield down. <laughs> Amazing. Orly was so caught up in the mystical nature of that experience, she didn't see the figure lurking behind her until it was too late. Orly thrashed against the solid figure that held her in place, feeling her body start to weaken. She begged for time to stop, for her shield to work, but her magic was gone. It was useless against her opponent. She thrashed and screamed weakly against the hole, until darkness enveloped her. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Mariah Clausen, Daniel Young, Atticale Stewart, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, ML Erhart, and Wes Haas. This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, Megan Peugeot, and featured the music of John Bartman, and I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrisian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. Lafrisia.